Welcome to Ready to Go with Pastor Jackie. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Reagan, pastor of Run With Endurance Ministry and founder of Encouraging the Prophetic Woman and founder of the Northeast Ohio Symposium on Demon Project Research. We're glad that you're joining us today. And uh, we're continuing our discussion on vocational choices for our women ministers. And I'm is my hope that this, this series will encourage you to uh, consider positions you may not have uh, and also to think outside the box and when it comes to how you live out your call. And so with me today is Pastor George Johnson. Uh, he's gonna tell us about his interim experience. So tell us what, introduce yourself and tell us what you're doing now. Yeah, good. Uh, is it all right to call you Pastor Jackie? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, great. Um, so I'm George Johnson. Uh, I am a reverend. I'm an ordained minister with the Church of God of Anderson, Indiana. Um, currently, I'm a simulation technician. Uh, about a year ago, I entered into that position, but I have served in four different interim pastorates, uh, as well as some full-time ministry opportunities um, since about 1994, when I first felt the call to ministry. Uh, married for 33 years and have two adult children. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I understand that you you held an interim ministry position, and um, uh, it's by, been my experience that some of my colleagues have served in interim sort of as um, just, uh, they just happened to be somewhere where mm. the leader left and then right. they, but it wasn't uh, something they felt they were called to do, they just filling in. So tell us uh, about, about your last assignment, tell us what that was like and how you came to uh, be in that position. Yeah, so um, you, you're talking about my most recent interim ministry, yes. is that correct? Mm -hmm. So um, that was when I was at the United Church of Christ, actually, in Shelby, Ohio. Okay. And I was at the time a PhD student at Ohio State University and um, needed some employment but didn't want full-time employment, wanted the flexibility that an interim position would um, supply to me. But my heart's always been with the church, you know, so I really felt like that was a good fit for me. It kind of gave me, in a sense, a break or gave, gave me maybe a little practical um, application mm -hmm. um, to be in the pastorate, but also the flexibility that I needed to be a student as well. So what was the situation um, that you came to? Did the pastor retire or just how did you arrive at that? So they were actually between pastors and looking for a pastor, okay. but I knew, uh, at least at that point in my career, I wasn't looking for a full-time permanent ministry position. And so they mm -hmm. were looking for somebody to just fill in until they hired their next pastor. How long were so, you there? Let's see, I was there actually a little over a year, okay. about a year and a half. And I think uh, one thing that does happen when churches hire interim ministers is because that relieves some of the pressure sometimes uh, for the church. Sometimes they're not all that anxious to hire somebody. <laughs> right. uh, and actually, a lot of times they're saving money too, because right. usually an interim is not paid as well as full-time ministers. So mm -hmm. sometimes they kind of just hang on uh, with with you as long as they're satisfied with your ministry. So mm -hmm. it did take a while for them to uh, replace me, um, but about a year and a half, and then I told them I really needed to move on. So Okay, yeah. good, good. So what was that like for you? I mean, describe 
your first days there. Yeah. Um, and is it okay if I back up to my first sure. interim mm -hmm. too? Because sure. um, I, since I've had four different interim experiences, you know, it's been varied, but there's some similarities across sure. them as well. But um, that one, I actually, the, the church had already hired a pastor, but the pastor wasn't coming until the summer months because of his children. And so they needed somebody to fill in from about uh, I think it was about February till about June or July. And so I came and, and filled in at that church um, and just was really welcomed. Uh, you know, they were very supportive, very Good. open and welcoming. Um, I think every, again, every interim pastorate provides a little bit of a unique situation yes. depending on right. the denomination and mm -hmm. depending on the, the person's relationship with the people in the congregation but I was uh, familiar with some of the people in the congregation there so that helped to have some of those connections right um and I, you know pretty quickly kind of fell into the routine of teaching on a Wednesday night doing kind of hospital calls and and hospice care and that sort of thing when that was uh, necessary and then preaching on Sunday mornings and of course in most interim positions you're going to be limited um, to right. some sort of part-time work sure. so sure. that's been pretty now similar. that was your most recent uh, that was the that first was the one first so one. that that so, was the first one way okay. back in 2005 okay. so the most recent one um, again was this church that was looking for a pastor but mm -hmm. hadn't hired anybody yet um, that one was probably the biggest stretch for me just because How denominationally so? um, they were a little um, I don't know what's the right kind way to say it, a little further out theologically than okay. I was. Okay. And so that was a bit of a stretch that way. <laughs> okay. um, and sure. again, I guess in a sense, it doesn't really matter where you are on that scale in a right. sense, but it's you have to kind of know where the congregation yes. is. That, actually, that's a really critical point is knowing the culture of the congregation mm. In regard to it theologically, yes. but even historically, yes. um, and uh, even, even their church polity and that sort of right. thing. Because I really go in not saying, okay, you know, I'm I'm the man of God and I'm going to take control here and I'm going to run this place the way I want to. I, I go in, especially as an interim, feeling like I need to be respectful of their culture. Okay. Um, I still need to have the voice of God there, of course. Yes. You know, I don't ever want to compromise that. <laughs> yes. But, you know, I do want to be respectful of their culture, respectful of their denominational heritage, and somehow find a kind of a middle ground that we can both walk together and honor God in the midst of that. So I think that was a bit more of a stretch there, just historically uh, and theologically and even... Um, some of the systems that were in place, yes, sure. um, both written and unwritten, if you, if yes, you know what I mean, I formal do. and informal, <laughs> um, they were a little harder to walk for me. Um, so, so that was a challenge. I, I still felt feel like God used me there, so I'm glad that of I had course. the experience. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So then, so t tell me about the other two positions. How how long were you there? Yeah. So I, I guess that was the longest. I interestingly that was the most challenging one. Yet mm -hmm. I was there the longest. Wow. This most recent one, but because <laughs> okay. the other two, let's see, one I was at five months. One I was at three months. One I was at. I, want to say maybe nine months I'm trying to remember and I've honestly it kind of all bleeds together sure. to a little bit because mm -hmm. I've had so many various experiences but um, mostly just on kind of the the months range three to six to nine months I see. but that most recent one a year and a half I see yeah. okay so do you feel 
that this is a calling for you or did it just work out for you professionally in between other other jobs um, tell me tell me why you chose to do that the four times you did it and, and is this a calling for you yeah that's a great question I would say um, probably I would have answered that no that you know that wasn't really what I expected when I heard the right. voice of God it wasn't thou shalt be in interim, <laughs> interim minister, minister right <laughs> but um, so but I really also as I said I have I have a heart for the church yes I have a I have a pastor's heart I think and um, and in those particular situations there were opportunities that came mm -hmm. that I prayed through and said okay God you know this wasn't really what I'd expected but right. it seemed like this opportunity is here seems like I could be able to make a difference here mm -hmm. is this a door that you're opening for me and those doors did open up and so in that respect um, you know, I have to believe, although, you know, one can question, and there are days I doubt, I guess, still, okay. I question what was that all about, but um, God did open up the doors, and I stepped through them. I was willing to serve, and uh, really, at, at the time when I went into that first ministry position, I was looking for full-time work and was hoping for full-time ministry work, mm -hmm. and it just didn't turn out that way. So, uh, is it a calling? Well, I felt called to be in ministry of some mm -hmm. sort. Sure. Uh, and and I think it's really important to note too that ministry doesn't always have to be, and you and I were talking a little bit even before the cast, that it doesn't always have to be the pastoral ministry. You know, right. ministry takes right. so many varied yes. forms. Yes, And it looks so different in so many different contexts and with so many different people. And we even yes. see that biblically, of course. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess that was part of what God was challenging me on is to think differently about what is ministry. It doesn't have to be full-time uh, permanent employment right. in the church as a pastor. Mm -hmm. It can be this interim work. It can be all sorts of different things. So was it a calling? Well, I was there at that time. God opened the door and I stepped through. So in that sense it was, but it wasn't really maybe ultimately what I thought of as, okay, again, you're supposed to be an interim minister. Right. If that helps. Right. So. And, and, um, and that's good that you would mention that because um, I went to a um, to Princeton for a course given by the Presbyterian Church, and the course was um, the name of the course was the Art of Transitional Ministry. Oh, yeah. And the course was for those who wanted to uh, actually pursue that as uh, a enter, wow. right as a as a profession. Interesting. And most of the people in the class were retirement age, so mm -hmm. I thought, well, you know, this might be a good thing. To do, you know, kids are leaving later and, on, kind of in life. right, yeah. and so I'm free to go wherever you know God would call me, and you know. To, but I thought about, well, what would it be like to just um, do that for you know several years to mm -hmm. just fill in uh, to help people to make that transition, yeah, or to just hold it down you know, while they're trying to get it together. You yeah, know? you know, and I think that could be a really powerful ministry for somebody. Now, mm -hmm. there are some challenges with that, as I mentioned, the financial piece. Right. Okay. Because usually okay. a church is looking to pay less. Um, of course, yes. I was of course. there part-time as well. Right, right. But they have this sense of, 
maybe investment since there's not the investment on the part of the interim minister sure. for a long term then mm-hmm. they don't really make maybe quite the financial investment and usually of course with those kind of positions too then you're not going to have some of the other benefits mm-hmm. of time off and health benefits and those sure. kinds of things so i think it would be difficult to uh, maybe use that if if you're a single income household right. or something like yes. that God can always provide, right, and if sure. you know if the opportunity's there, you right. got to step through, and God right. calls you to step. But I think it would be a challenge if there weren't some other kind of uh, income in the household. And thankfully, right. my wife worked and had health mm-hmm. benefits, so we were able to do that. And, th- and that sounds ideal. That um, mm-hmm. if you have a spouse that works, or if you retired, yes, and you have your retirement income. Yep. Um, so it's not like you need to live off the uh, temporary money, and you. You probably would need so. to be able to travel. Yeah. Um. On, on a, sometimes on a spur of the moment, you right. know, because sometimes churches are suddenly without, you know, their leader for various reasons. Yeah. Um, the yep. church that I uh, belong to, my home church, um, we lost a pastor two two in a row actually, mm. um, and we had a, a guy that came and ministered to us during that time because we were pretty heartbroken mm-hmm. both times mm-hmm. both both times a pastor passed away yeah and so we needed somebody to come and just um reassure us that you know is that even though he transitioned we still needed to be the church and we yeah. were going to be okay yeah and so and that's what yeah. he did for about 20 years and and he, so he came back the second time wow. We lost our pastor, and we were happy to see yeah. happy to see him again. Right, uh, right e- exactly, exactly. But he was retired, mm-hmm. and he his wife came with him actually each mm. time he came, and she was able to do that because she had retired too. I think she might have been uh, retired as a school teacher. Yeah, and so that worked out um, very well for for us and and for them. And I think the second time he uh, the first time he stayed almost three years hmm. oh, second wow. time yeah the second time well, not so long that's a long interim but, period um, actually it, three years well it's, you know and it, it is and I think the beauty of that was that because he was there we could decide um, what you were looking who we, for right who, you were, who we yeah, were yeah. we could figure out who we were yes. first yeah and then decide what do we want to be as a church what are we inviting someone to yes and so we were because he was able to stay that long we were able to do some self-reflection as a Mm. church we were able to um, be realistic about what we could offer by way of a salary Um, and it really worked out for us you know i know Mm -hmm. that's not the case with sometimes churches want to hurry up (laughs) and get another pastor it is a challenge for churches because a lot of times their maybe their reputation in the community is harmed if they mm-hmm. don't have a full-time sure. pastor right, um, right. maybe they lose members because yes. they lose confidence they don't have the sense of continuity and so yes. on but i yes. really think these longer interim and and what's being called in some areas an intentional interim ministries mm-hmm. are really where it's at for churches and because it gives an intentional interim. The idea behind that is the pastor comes in not just to fill some time and space right. until the real pastor gets there, but <laughs> right. he is the real pastor. That she is. is the real pastor, yes. right? Yes. Uh, she or he can go in and say, listen, there's a purpose. God has a purpose for yes. me to be here at this time and in mm-hmm. this place. And yeah, I may not be your pastor five years from now, mm-hmm. but I can help you in this in this time. And I, I think... 
that's really it's a gift for a congregation because yes. look how your congregation has flourished oh, now yeah. and yeah. it could not have done that yes. we all stand on the shoulders of giants often and those who come behind so mm -hmm. you know your congregation was able to do what it does today yes. because of that interim period yes and and we felt really blessed that we could do that you know just kind of take a breath and um you know realize um that we didn't have to be in a hurry but mm -hmm. i realized too that's a blessing because yeah. most most of the congregation was on board with that mm -hmm. you know there, not, there were a few, there were <laughs> right there were some who were antsy yeah you know and they we have to hurry up and get some i was like no let's let's take some time and you know just see what we want to do and the neighborhood had changed over the years too so we wanted to 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 um you know be more inviting mm -hmm. also oh, so right and wonderful. so we were trying to accomplish a couple of things at once and that um that three years gave us a chance to to do that i think so, um the best interim pastorates then would be those pastors are those who would then encourage their churches to do that yes you know i'm yes. here i'm giving you some time i'm going to yes. actually even even help you because Honestly, a lot of churches don't even know how to walk through that process. Oh, that's true. And that's the true. giftedness of a pastor that can come in and not just say, you need to be doing this, but say, hey, I can help you walk through some of this. Yes. Yes. You know, I know a little bit about what this looks like to do some self-reflection, some identity, mm -hmm. some uh, vision, uh, at least looking at our vision. Why are we here? Right. Why do we exist as a church? That's right. that's so critical. Well, it's, it's critical to us in our own human nature, right. isn't it? Individually, so absolutely. certainly as a congregation, that's absolutely crucial. Absolutely, and I think that um, if you if you see it as opportunity to um, help folks who are grieving because that's really what that's oh, really yeah. what happens you yes. know um, and some people don't even realize they are grieving uh, about the loss of the pastor so true you know when the pastor uh, if the pastor dies then you recognize oh we're grieving but if the pastor moves on mm -hmm. you know sometimes you don't recognize you're grieving it's still a loss yeah. right yep. and so um, someone with experience um, as an interim minister can come in and and um, help people to see really how they feel and really what's what's going on yeah so that's true did you did this have a, an effect on your spirituality you did mention that it stretched you mm -hmm. uh, to minister yeah. to a denomination that was uh, wasn't what you were used to Are there any other ways that you saw that yourself changing um, with the that you can remember in some way. Yeah, I I think um, it worked on my pride a little bit. Mm. I, I will say that that that's true. You know, I was I, I thought you know I was already seminary trained. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I ought to be a full time pastor, and right. you know that's that's where my calling is. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, right, you know, and right. so it took a little bit of humility to say you know, okay, it's not going to be the way I had envisioned it. And let's mm. face it, faith almost never is the oh, way yeah. we envision it, our, right. our journey of faith. Right. So, um, yeah, that it was a stretch from that perspective, too, is that, you know, my pride had to take a little bit of a hit, and mm. I had to become a little more humble to say, okay, God, I'm willing to go where you place me, yes. and it may not be in the perfect situation that I had expected or wanted, but it's not about what I want all along. It's supposed to have been about what you want. Right, right, and right. so um, so I would say that was one of the ways that it, it uh, helped me grow spiritually. 
Um, I, I want to say my life really has been enriched too by all of those experiences. Okay. Um, I have met, you know, just tremendous people of God yeah. wherever I've gone. Okay. Now, honestly, I've faced some real challenges wherever <laughs> I've gone too. For sure. <laughs> you know, and so there are people that you have to learn to love, and, you know, in different yeah. circumstances. And that'll you. you You're right. That'll change you yeah. in and of self, right? That you, you really, you can't be choosy about you know, who you serve, we have to that's serve the right. difficult ones also. And yeah. so, yeah, that's that always is a bit of a stretch uh, for us. But none, nonetheless, you know, it is required, right? And well, we wash the feet of the ones that God brings to us, that's don't right. we? And so I think um, that was one of the situations that... Um, the, again, the God stretched me and used me and helped me to see, uh, maybe get, give me a little bit more of his um, uh, hope for humanity, mm-hmm. too, and, mm-hmm. and a little bit more humility in serving others that I thought I had before, you know, right, but, right. but, you know, that so needed now to fall another bit, level, so. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Is there anything that you wish you had known before you, you took that first assignment? Was there something that you know, once you got started, it surprised you. Mm. Well, one, I, I think I mentioned my first past, um, interim pastor that I did. I was yeah. really well-received. I mean, so well-received. You know, I kind of went in with a little bit of trepidation, and, and it was probably um, one of my most ideal interim pastorates okay. that I had experienced. Um, so I think... What I would say is that it became very difficult to leave, even though I knew I had to leave, wow. because I became so attached to oh, those yeah. folks. And yeah. so that's something that's good to know is that um, you are in a relationship and you're pouring your heart and your life into these people mm-hmm. and becoming very close uh, to many of them, mm-hmm. and to know, hey, I've got to, I've got to leave. And so right. you know, you're already doing some grieving, even ahead of time sometimes, but mm-hmm. certainly afterwards to yes. say, um, you know, this was a blessing, this was wonderful, but I, I feel some loss here, and that yeah. hurts a little bit. Right. So that was one of the challenging hmm. things I would have said. Yeah, I can imagine that would have uh, been a challenge because you did say you met some pretty wonderful people. Um, and, and the course that I was mentioning earlier, uh, one of the things they, they t- told us was that um, – you have to have an exit strategy, mm-hmm. and you have to actually pack your bag, and you have to let them see that you're packed up, and that you yeah. you are walk. Well, let them see you walk out the door. You know, I mean, literally let yeah. this unfold <laughs> right. <laughs> right in front of them right. because it is hard. Yeah, and not just for you, but for them too, for because them too. some of them have gotten used to your voice on Sunday. Yeah. And some of them have gotten used to to trusting you. They might not even realize that. Sure. And some of them, um, you know, have become your friends. And so I imagine that would be, you know, one of the the uh, challenges. Yeah. Um, but also, if if you're on to the next church, I imagine that when you get to the next assignment. You know, there's some comfort to know. Oh, your new friends. So. Yeah, that, yeah, that is true. And again, God enriches your life with all yes. sorts of new people. Right. Um, I will say one of the things we did on, in that first uh, pastorate, in Aaron pastorate, mm-hmm. was um, I actually we had a service of passing the baton uh, oh. or the pastoral mantle, as you oh, were, kind okay. of from me on to the, oh, the next pastor. Wonderful. That was really uh, important in that particular yes. setting because. Yes. 
um, I had become so comfortable there and the people were so comfortable with me and mm-hmm. there was a the real love bond between us. So it was yes. important for me to leave well. And I think that's another area of humility to say, I'm not going to go in there and try to hold on to this place, you know, yes. like, okay, this is mine and how dare you <laughs> right. step in. No, I'm coming right. to just serve a purpose yes. and I need to leave well. I need to leave with no bad feelings. Yes. I need to leave passing yes. the mantle of leadership. Mm-hmm. And whether I think the next pastor is going to do better or worse than I, mm-hmm. uh, I need to bless them as the person of God yes. uh, that's called and need to release the congregation to him. That's really critical um, later, and it obviously comes into um, ministerial ethics potentially as well. Yes. So that when people call you later, yes. um, they still some of them still consider you their pastor, even wow. when the new pastor has yes. come. And you've got to be very guarded and have appropriate mm-hmm. boundaries mm-hmm. Uh, to what way you serve them and what way you say, hey, you know, I love you, and and but I, you have a new pastor now, yes. and I need to pass you on right. to this new pastor. Right, and, and give the so. new pastor um, plenty of opportunity to... Um, step into that role, yeah, right? That's right. right, and respect that call for them too. Okay, yeah, so sure. now, what would you say about your personality that lent itself to um, to ministering to them? And, and the reason I ask is because I'm trying to um, I'm trying to see what what kind of personality traits mm. or what kind of gifts might lend itself. So if we if you uh, tell us what of your personality lend itself. Maybe somebody will say, you know, oh, that's, that sounds like too. me. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So um, I actually think in some ways an interim pastorate fit me better than a full-time permanent pastorate. Okay. Um, and I say that because, um, one, uh, if you don't have kind of the uh, model characteristics of a pastoral leadership, mm-hmm. um you may find the stresses of an ongoing full-time permanent ministry to yeah. be more than you can bear. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, yeah. that's been some of my experience as well. So the interim mm-hmm. pastor provided me an opportunity to still use some of my gifts in ministry. Okay. Um, my gifts tend to be primarily in teaching and administration. Um, and so I was able to use some of those. Obviously, teaching gifts are always needed in the right. church, right? Right. Um, and administration, there a lot of systems are kind of broken in a lot of churches. And so I was able to come and help um, kind of organizationally, administratively. Mm-hmm. So I would say those, those things were there that were helpful. But I also have a heart of... Uh, I guess I still say I have a pastor's heart because I have a heart of mercy and that okay. connects well with people. Yes. Which, interestingly, I'm not really a people person. <laughs> like being with people okay. kind of tends to drain me yeah. over time rather right, than right. fill me. Not that I'm not good with people, but it tends I tend to need to be recharged some other yes. way than yes. being with people. And so obviously when you're in ministry, what is it all about? Being right. with people, right? But so, I've, I've heard a lot of people say that, though. And, and, and actually, I'm like that myself. Yeah. You know, the more downtime I get, the more Jackie time I get, yeah. the more I can serve. You can right? be energized for right, ministry. Right, right. I just yeah. have to step back and say, okay, I got to hide somewhere, yeah. you know, to get myself together yeah. and to be totally alone and get, get have my me time. Yeah. Then I'm all better, you yeah. know, the next time I have to, uh, to preach or teach or whatever I have to do. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I like the point that you, you brought up about the pressures of, 
ministry long term mm-hmm. uh, because sure. if you if you're a full time permanent pastor, you have to lend that continuity to you the bet. congregation and sure. to the work. Uh, and people want to know that you're going to be there in the long haul. Yeah. And it can be uh, a difficult after a while. It can be after yeah. um, four, five, six years, you know. And, Keep up and your energy. And, it, it, right, yeah, right, right, right. And so um, I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, and I, I would think that a person who is... Um, who's a healer by nature um, would probably do well mm-hmm. in that situation. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons that women should consider entering ministry yeah. because we're naturally, you know, maternal nurturing and, and, and nurturing. And, right. Yeah. And this is, this is exactly the time people need yeah. exactly that. That's so and, true. Right. And so, and, and oftentimes, Congregations don't want to take a chance on hiring a woman pastor. I mean, that's just a reality it's the nowadays. Reality. That's true. But that interim ministry might be a good way yeah. for a congregation to test that out or for um, a woman minister to see if, even if that's what she wants to do. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Know? And so, you yeah. know, this would be a good way to get some experience and to see um, what the ins and outs of the job. And to also decide, okay, I'm called for this or I'm yeah. not. You know, yeah. I thought this is what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's right. that's I, that's right on yeah. point. That's um, you know, it, as you say, many churches won't take the chance on on a woman right. full time in the pulpit. But mm-hmm. th- this gives, I think, both the church and the woman minister an opportunity to say, right. is this a good fit for right. us? Right. Exactly. Now, one thing that um, folks should know is that. Not every church, if you're going to serve as an interim pastor, mm-hmm. not every church will consider that as interim as a full-time minister later. Okay. So sometimes the churches will hire an interim pastor right. long-term, mm-hmm. but um, often they'll say, if you're going to come and serve as our right. interim, you're automatically excluding yourself from right. serving long-term and I, and as I a minister. And I think that's better, you know, yeah, because I do too. when yeah. you come in and you're, you're coming into that situation, I think your ulterior motive needs to be that you can help. Yeah. You know, you can serve. Not that you're you're trying to build credit. You know, looking for a way something. into right, right. right. And yeah. so when you're fully yeah. invested in that being a part time or being a temporary assignment, um, you know, people will relax a little more too. Yeah. You know, because they don't have to worry about um, your. Um, your honesty being um, that's true. corrupt. I don't want to use the word corrupted, but for the most part, that's how it is. That's you true. Know, if they yeah. ask you questions about, you know, what do you think about our church? They're going to expect you to give an honest answer. Yes. And if you're, if you are the interim, and if you know you're moving on, you probably be more inclined to. You know, forthright and honest. Right, exactly. That, that is so true. That, <laughs> exactly. That was one of the gifts of being an interim minister. Is, okay. Um, at least I experienced the feeling of freedom mm-hmm. to be truthful. And, yes. And almost a sense, yes. I have to say, a sense of relief to say, I can say what needs to be said. Yes. And I'm going to leave. You Absolute, know, absolutely. Sense. And that wasn't a bad and thing. I didn't good. say it as a nasty no, thing, but just as the freedom to really speak the word of yes. God boldly without yes. hesitation. So that's yes. a great point, I think. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and I think that, you know, that's a great opportunity 
in a great you know position to to be in for a church i think that's part of your service mm -hmm. too mm -hmm. is to be honest about you know the personality of the church and uh also to be able to say some hard things yeah. you know that need to be said so so i'm gl i'm glad that you um that you brought that up um now what advice would you would you give to someone who is just considering whether you know interim would be for them what what would you something that you discovered along the way or what what kind of advice would you yeah well certainly impart? don't overlook it as um kind of below me or not what i really you know what what really is in intended for me mm -hmm. um make sure that you're open to all the possibilities okay and if an interim position opens and you're willing to serve and willing to be used by god to say listen god i'm your servant and i'm here uh, in part of your bigger plan for the world. And if this is, um, you know, good for us at this time and, and the church is, is calling us uh, and I'm humble enough kind of to accept that, <laughs> yes. then I, I do. Again, I think it gives a space for women who uh, may have limited opportunities otherwise mm -hmm. in, in some spheres yes. to be able to step into that. Mm -hmm. um, I would say this. Um, when you go in and talk to the board, one, make sure that they understand if you're intending to be an intentional interim. In other mm -hmm. words, I'm coming not just to fill a time and a right. space, right. but I'm coming to with a purpose. I'm okay. coming to be your pastor, not just to fill the gap until your real pastor comes. Okay. And I, I think I even told the church that those exact <laughs> words one time. Yes. Um, and then to uh, make it clear to the board who you are as a person, who mm -hmm. you are theologically, but that you're also going to respect who they are mm -hmm. uh, and that you're wanting to find kind of a commonality and make sure that is a good fit because there may be some places that that's too big of a stretch yes. to where you say that's this is just not a good fit mm -hmm. and let's know that up front yes. before we hurt each other oh yeah you know because it is a it's a it's a marriage it's a short-term marriage right. in a sense, it is. but it is a marriage you know right. for that time right. um, and then i would say when you go to meet with the board make sure they're not just interviewing you but make sure you're interviewing them yes. okay you're also again asking them questions mm -hmm. to make sure that uh to that's a that's a good place for you to be as well so right. i think those would probably be the key things make sure it fits in with your financial needs mm -hmm. and obligations uh, because of some of the things that we talked about before right. that's an obviously that's a crucial thing to look at um and just make sure that all those things are understood up front and then just Pour yourself into the ministry. If God calls you there, you step into it. Don't hold yourself back. Pour yourself in as you would anywhere. Yes. Because after all, as it says in the scriptures, it's the Lord you are serving, not people. Oh, boy. And yes. so, you know, <laughs> you there you go. Put that on a plaque in, right? your, in your office and look yeah. at that every single day. Yeah, These are not your people. It, These are God's people. It's so easy <laughs> from a human standpoint. Let's face it, because in our humanity sometimes... You know, oh gosh, I'm not being paid as much, or oh gosh, you know, um, I'm only here temporarily, mm -hmm. or oh, they're they're different theologically than I am. Maybe I don't right. need to give as much, you know, and I just take the paycheck every mm -hmm. week. But no, it is a ministry. Yes, know that it's a ministry, yes. and so go through all of those thoughts that we mentioned beforehand. Make sure it's a good fit. Step in, pour your heart and life into those people. Again, you're serving the Lord, and He will use that for greater purposes. In his kingdom and i think none of us actually knows the impact that we will have in sure. eternity until we get there that's that's true that's yeah. true and thank you for for bringing that up well yeah. thank you so much for sharing 
you know, this this has been very enlightening. I, I appreciate that you would take time out of your yeah, your absolutely. evening to come uh, to, to uh, do this episode with us. And so we're going to, to sign off right here for for today. Um, and I'm hoping that if this has um, sparked some interest for you, or if this sounds like you, if this is something that you uh, even knew that you should do, and this you know, it's giving you the extra uh, courage mm -hmm. to do it, that you definitely take that leap. Um, and whatever God calls you to, Amen. he certainly will empower you to do it. And uh, you know, you and the Holy Spirit can, you know, just run straight flat out into, into the destiny That's and right. do exceptionally well. And so um, this is Pastor Jackie signing off and we'll hope to see you or talk to you again. Um, next week. Thank you so much for coming. God bless, Pastor. Thank you.